Growing up, can you recall some of your parents' favorite TV performers? Well, when I was a kid, there was always one gentleman frequently on our television screen. Whether he was acting, roasting, or showing off his comedic talents, he definitely made a lasting impression. Let's meet him. Up next starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Up Next. I'm John Contratti. My guest today is a comedian, actor, author, world-famous impressionist. Whether on stage or screen, he's been entertaining his fans for decades. I know my family loves him. He has a wonderful show. He's been performing at the Laugh Factory, the Tropicana, I believe, in Las Vegas. Please welcome to the show one of my favorites and my family's favorite, Rich Little. Hi there. How are you? I'm fine. Fine. Uh, at my age, um, I'm a pretty lucky guy, you know, to be still working. You were such a part of my family. My parents would scour the TV guide to see where you, what, what you were going to be on each, you know, during the week. And they would make sure that you were on our television set. Ah, well, great. So in the beginning, where in Canada were you born? I was born in Ottawa, which is the capital city of Canada. And um, I grew up there and um, went to Toronto and... Um, Eventually ended up in uh, Hollywood, and um, my first uh, really big show that I did was the Judy Garland show in 1964. Right. When you were a kid, uh, I was an elementary school teacher for 30 years. When you were a kid, did you impersonate anyone? Uh, I used to imitate my teachers. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't long before the teachers... You know, they knew I was going to be in show business. Wasn't long before they were charging a two drink minimum and a cover charge. <laughs> Did you impersonate any family members, relatives, and oh uncles? yeah, yeah, I could do, um, I could do my mother, oh. and um, uh, I never could imitate my father. My father was a doctor; uh, he was a neurologist, and um, even at an early age, I, I knew he. He was a neurologist because he was always telling me to piss off. <laughs> when you told your family you wanted to go and, you know, show business, what was their reaction? Um, they thought, you know, what I did imitating was just a hobby. They never thought of it as a career. And, um, you know, when I started to make money and uh, after I did the like the Ed Sullivan show, they they took it more seriously after that. But before that, it was just a hobby, you know. Right. Um, there was no family business to go into. Did you want to be a doctor? No, no, no interest. I never wanted to be a doctor. No, no, no. I was interviewing Henry Winkler the other day, and his family wanted him to go into the wood business, and he had no interest in wood. The wood business? Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. No, I am... Um, I don't know what they wanted me to do, but um, as I said, after I uh, started, uh, you know, to, uh, to have some some uh, bit of success, um, they took it more seriously after that. You started doing a little acting as as a kid. I read somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I was interested in acting, and um, uh, I joined the uh, little theater in Ottawa, and uh, I think I did. Um, till I was about 20, um, maybe 40 or 50 plays. Oh. And uh, so my background is really theater. 
I read where you picked up a lot of impressions from being an usher in a movie theater. Now that's true. Yeah, I was an usher um, at the Elgin Theater in Ottawa. And I was a terrible usher because I was so busy watching the movie that uh, that people uh, <laughs> wanted to find their seats. And I was looking at the movie and they were stumbling over themselves. So I was fired. <laughs> what were some of the first impressions that you picked up from watching those movies? Oh, Jimmy Stewart, for one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember um, uh, going to the... Um, Capitol Theater in Ottawa with my little tape recorder. And um, I went down under the screen and plugged it in. And I wanted to tape the movie, which was The Far Country with Jimmy Stewart. And I I um, taped the movie. And um, then when the picture was over, I went down to pick up my tape recorder and I accidentally pressed the wrong button. And um, it started to, <laughs> it started to, to uh, squeal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you turn it backwards and uh, the, everybody thought there were mice down there and I got thrown out of the theater. <laughs> you entered some talent contests and won. Did yeah, I, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I um, won a Best Actor um, for a play called Bus Stop. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh that was uh, early in my career before I was doing impressions really. And, uh, I won the Eastern Ontario drama festival award. And, um, that was great, great honor for me, you know, uh, because it was a play it wasn't, I wasn't doing any impressions, you know, it was just a play. You, um, mentioned before that your big U S debut was on the Judy Garland show, right? You did an impersonation of just James Mason. Charm, James Mason. Yes. Um, that's what got me on the Garland show. Uh, oh. was my impression of James Mason because she loved James Mason, um, Judy Garland. They, they made a movie together called a star is born and, um, she, she adored James Mason. So when she heard my impression of James Mason, she, um, booked me on the show. And, uh, I remember running into James Mason a couple of months after doing the Garland show. And I went up to him and thanked him for getting me on the Judy Garland show. And he looked at me and he said, what are you talking about? And I said, no, I did an impression of you for Judy Garland. And that's how I got on the Judy Garland show. And James Mason said, how much money did you make for appearing on the Garland show? I said, $800. Oh, good. Send half of it to me. <laughs> is that when you moved in what about 1965 you moved to the united states yeah 1964 yeah right after the judy garland show and i never paid james mason by the way <laughs> <laughs> in the mid 60s um i would watch reruns of the 70s of the flying nun and that girl and that's how i knew who rich little was yeah i did the i did the flying nun a couple of times yeah. I played an accident-prone priest called Brother Paul. That's right. And uh, I thought it was going to be a, a spinoff for a series, but it never happened. But uh, it was great fun working with uh, Sally Fields. She was wonderful. Any memories working with Sally or Marlo Thomas on that girl? 
Well, they were both very, very nice, and uh, I got along well with both of them. And um, Marlo Thomas was a real pro. And, um, yeah, I I was very lucky, you know, uh, to do a lot of situation comedies. Uh, gosh, I must have done 30 or 40 of them, you know. I had, uh, I had a great early career. I really did. I was very lucky. And uh, I think the three shows that helped me the most, though, in my career were uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, the Dean Martin roast with uh, Dean Martin, and, um, and let's see, uh, Hollywood Squares. You know, those three shows really helped my career a lot. I was just talking about the Dean Martin roast with Dina Martin, who was on my show. Uh, season two yeah. um favorite one i mean because you were on i think you were the, on there the most than anybody else yeah on the uh dean martin roast yeah i did 24 of those uh more than anybody and um you know it's interesting um you know that uh, all those people that did the dean martin roast are pretty well gone you know except i think ruth ruth buzzy is still with us but she is everybody else is gone and it's kind of sad when you think of it because that was really the golden age of of comedy you know mm -hmm. uh about the time that i did the dean martin rose i mean jack benny and george burns and john wayne and jimmy stewart they were all they were all involved in those uh roasts and uh and unfortunately they're they're really all gone so what I do in my act is, is still keep them alive, you know, but uh, I have to play to a, an older audience because the younger audience don't know any of these people, you know. Right. Was Ruth Buzzy in that That Girl episode? She was on, she was on Laugh-In. Right. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's where she created that character. And, right. um, you know, with the purse and she she hit everybody. If you remember her on the on the roast. Yes, yes. And then on laughing, she would hit Artie Johnson when they would sit on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Well, when she started hitting everybody on the, uh, on the roast, um, all Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra were worried about were, was their hair. <laughs> they kept covering their hair. They didn't want to get their hair messed up because she would she would slug them. I'm telling you, she 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 was feisty. I'll tell you. Uh, very funny though a very funny lady in the early 70s you're doing nixon impressions did you ever get any feedback from the white house no no i got along well with reagan you know I, uh, reagan and i um, had quite a friendship and he just loved my impressions he had a wonderful sense of humor and he used to say to me rich i i think you do me better than i do as a matter of fact you do me so great that I think when I pass away, they should bury you. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from Reagan, anyone else um, impression that you did wanted you to do it for them in front of them all the time? Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of people, you know, when you imitate them, uh, they say, oh, that doesn't sound like me. And uh, the wife or the family's behind them going, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Sometimes people don't hear themselves, you know. And um, they they put their voices on tape and then they play it back and they say, that isn't me. You know, um, it's amazing. Um, of course, most movie stars know what they sound like because they see their movies. But the average person, if you um, if you imitated your next door neighbor, they would probably say it doesn't sound like me because they can't hear it, you know.
in your bio, there was one person who really wasn't a big fan of your impression of him was Johnny Carson. Did, did he like it in the beginning? Oh, yeah. 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 Later on, uh, Johnny Carson um, uh, wouldn't book me on the show, but I don't know whether that was him or or the producer. But um, uh, I, I never found out why. But, um, you know, I did. Uh, uh, I, I hosted uh, The Tonight Show 32 times and got along great. But uh, all of a sudden I was an old book on the show and I I never found out why. Strange, because I, I, I saw Johnny Carson uh, about a year before he passed away, and he was very friendly with me. Hmm. He came up to me in a restaurant and said, Rich, are, are you still doing me in your act? I said, yeah, of course. My God, I, I haven't been on television in years. I said, I know, John, but people will always remember you. Oh, I don't think so. Well, here I am, 40 years later, still doing Johnny Carson. And we're talking about him right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed um, growing up. I had the opportunity of getting to uh, George Burns a little bit growing up as a kid. So anytime you would do his impersonate him, I always enjoyed that one. Yeah. George Burns. George was a very nice man. He was. And so was Jack Benny. They, they were great friends and they both were terrific people. Jack Benny had no ego at all. He was just an average guy, and he loved he loved to humor. And um, I had a wonderful rapport with him, and I did with George too, you know. And uh, they were both great, just great. I have great memories of both those two. Appearing in Vegas, opening for people, headlining. Any favorite people that you got to work with, who you opened for or headlined? Oh yeah, yeah. There were there were many people that I worked with that I loved. Uh, you know, Jimmy Stewart and uh, um, John Wayne, and uh, oh my gosh, uh, so many. Uh, Dean Martin, uh, uh, Orson Welles, uh, Judy Garland. Um, gosh, uh, uh, so many. You know, right. Julie Andrews. I was a regular on the Julie Andrews show. Right, and she was a real pro. She she was terrific. Yeah, I've been very lucky in my career to work with a lot of the great, great stars. You know, they're, most of them are gone, but um, yeah, certainly not forgotten. I'll tell you that. You mentioned Jimmy Stewart before. I remember my parents saying that they went to see you in a show about Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, that's true. I did a one man show on the life of Jimmy Stewart, hoping to take it to Broadway, but it never, it never happened. But I played it uh, in Vegas for about a year. And um, I think it was one of the best things I ever did. I think it would have been great on Broadway, but we just couldn't get the money together, you know. And you were friends with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy was a wonderful man. Uh, uh, very shy. And, you know, you had to kind of crank him up because, you know, he talked so slow. But um, I remember one time he said, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very fond of Rich Little. As a matter of fact, I I I like Rich so much. I I I I was thinking of adopting him, but my wife Gloria said, "No, no, Jim, no, you're not going to adopt Rich Little." And two people around the house going, "That that'd be one too many." Is there one impression people request the most? So who are the most popular that people just you know come up to you and say, "Oh, can you I do think, this?" I think they um. 
know me for Johnny Carson and uh, Ronald Reagan and um, John Wayne, uh, you know, a lot of the big stars of the of the 40s and 50s, you know. Right. Um, and I, I, I appeal to mostly older people because they know all these uh, all these people right. I imitate. I had a 15 year old kid sitting down front in the audience the other day and he was laughing his head off. And I thought, wait a minute, he doesn't know anybody I'm doing. I, how come he's laughing so much? And so I beckoned him over at the end of the show and I said, my gosh, you seem to enjoy me so much. And he said, oh, Mr. Little, you were hysterical, but I was confused. I said, what were you confused about? And he said, I just kept wondering while you were up there, why you kept changing your voice. Did you get that? I got that. Okay. Speaking of Vegas, in 2015, you started to perform at the Laugh Factory, but yeah. wasn't it supposed to be for so many months? Yeah, I was going to do it for a couple of months. And here I am, eight, eight years later, still there. It's amazing. I do uh, four nights a week. I do Sunday to Wednesday at 6.30 at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. And I'm, I'm not slowing down. So, you know, as so long as I've got my health, I'll uh, keep performing, you know. Um, of course, if I don't have my health, you know, I mean, it's it's pointless, you know. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape for my age. Are you working on, do you work on like new impressions? Like if you see someone? Well, I or... do, I do Biden, you know, and um, um, I got to be careful doing Biden because, you know, he's, he's Mr. Magoo is what he is. <laughs> but, um, you know, the liberals, um, I don't know whether they like me doing Biden or not, but um, he's a great subject to do because, you know, he can't remember anything and he's sort of out to lunch and, uh, I I um I've great great time doing Biden. Once in a while somebody gets upset because they're a staunch liberal, but um generally speaking most of the people that I perform to are Republicans, so uh, so doing Biden doesn't really hurt me that much. Are there people who sometimes just throw a name out at you thinking that um you're able to do it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people throw names at me and of of people that um, probably I don't do, but, uh, you know, once in a while I get lucky. But, uh, you know, I mean, I can't imitate everybody. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stars that uh, I've never been able to do. Um, how do you do Brad Pitt? How do you do George Clooney? How do you do Matt Damon? You know, right. how do you do Harrison Ford? I mean, there are people you just can't do, you know. It, it's... Um... The mannerisms of the person, does that help the impression as well? Yeah, the mannerisms are great. If they have mannerisms, you know. Uh, Johnny Carson, of course, is uh, one time I um, on the um, Dean Martin roast to Johnny Carson. My routine was I did all Johnny's mannerisms, and there were like 20 of them. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of mannerisms, you know. Um he was a great subject to do, Johnny Carson. He was the best talk show I think host, I think, of all time. Not a very, not a very um outgoing guy, not a, not not too friendly with Johnny Carson. He he kind of kept to himself, but boy, when he was on camera, there was nobody better. Nobody. How many females did you impersonate? I know you did a few. Well, I do Carol Channing. Yeah, I I love Carol Channing, and you know I do. Uh, oh, I do a few. I do um, 
um, Catherine Hepburn, and uh, I do uh, oh, I know a couple of couple of women, not many though, not many, but Carol Channing, I always remember Doctor Ruth, yeah, you know, <laughs> if you remember Doctor Ruth, I do. I have a picture taken with Doctor Ruth after show yeah. to you. You know, sex is a lot like air; it's not important unless you don't get any. <laughs> I'm always talking to, I just spoke to her about a week ago, Ruta Lee, and you will be performing, I hear, at the next Thalians event, which is on December 2nd. Well, I, don't, and, I, don't know I don't know whether I'll be performing, but I might just do a couple of minutes, you know, I think Thalians and Ruta Lee's in charge, and I love her, and uh, I might do a few minutes, I don't know. That audience at the Thalians is tough because, um, you know, I'm I'm better performing in front of um, uh, you know, just the average person. But sometimes when you're performing in front of people that are a bit intellectual or, um, you know, who aren't really the ma mainstream, uh, it can be tough. And they're honoring Gary Sinise that evening. And they're honoring Gary Sinise, who is a wonderful man. And um, when I sell my merchandise after my show, um, all the money goes to the Gary Sinise Foundation. So, you know, he does, he's, he's a wonderful guy and does a lot for the troops. Right. You have a website which has your books, CDs, I think DVDs yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I know I, I have the book. I don't have it with me right now, but people I've known and been, that's yeah. a very good book. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny things that have happened with me and celebrities down through the years. Is there also artwork on your website? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been sketching. Uh, charcoal sketches of celebrities. I've been doing that since I was 15. I actually started drawing before I became an impersonator. So um, all the people that I imitate in my show, I show a picture of them that I've drawn. And um, so there's the really a number of sides of me, of me that people don't know. They don't know that I'm an artist, you know, and um, that kind of surprises them. Yeah, it's great work. I was looking at some of them. They're really yeah, very, some of very them, good. Some of them turned out pretty good. So some are easier to draw than others. But, you know, I've I've probably done about, God, 500 uh, uh, portraits over the years. And uh, they're, they're, it's great work. And the website is therichlittle.com? Yeah. You got to put the in there because somebody stole that. <laughs> somebody um, by the name Rich Little. <laughs> I didn't know there was another Rich Little, but but there apparently is. And uh, so I had to put the Rich Little, you know, for my website. Well, Rich, an absolute honor to spend a little time with you right now. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I hope everyone comes and sees you at the Laugh Factory and they visit your okay. website and check out all your amazing work and put a part of their collection. Okay, I appreciate you calling. I thank you very much, and I want to say to my audience, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm John Contratti, and you've been listening to another episode of Up Next. <laughs>